0: Welcome into to the new PFF NFL Daily. Here's a recent snippet from the PFF NFL podcast. Eagles are favored by seven at home here.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, Doug Farrar tweeted this out as well. This is what you're gonna be focusing on. I think it's what everybody's gonna be focusing on Jalen Carter was dominant week one. Looked like not just could he replace Javon Hargrave, but he might be an upgrade over Javon Hargrave. Yeah. Uh, And now he gets to go against the Minnesota Vikings interior offensive line, which is still a weakness. Um, That has disaster written all over it from a Vikings perspective. That's got to be the biggest thing in this game, I think.
0: Yeah, and remember, it's it's just one matchup, right? So when we talk about – there were some defensive tackles this past weekend that absolutely – wrecked games, quote-unquote wrecked games. It doesn't always show up within the game because like, even when J- Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis had, had really good games up front, the Patriots really struggled at guard, and they were in the backfield a lot. But Mac Jones had a few passes where he was under pressure and he still completed them. But over time, if you keep winning up front, winning up front, winning up front, seven, eight times a game, that has a huge impact on the offense. So, yeah, that's going to be a massive challenge especially if it happens on the right place. You know, you see that if if Jordan Jefferson Jefferson's running wide open in the secondary and it happens to be on the play where right. Jalen Carter wins in 2 seconds, you're done. Yeah. So it's not that even... is a matchup to keep an eye on where the Vikings are going to have to give Carter and maybe Jordan Davis extra extra attention.
1: Yeah, it's not even it doesn't, you know, always show up in games. I would say it rarely shows up in games to the extent where it impacts who's going to win and lose. Um, it's There's a reason there's only a couple of people getting injured position-wise that move the line, you know, the Vegas line, the point spread. Essentially, Vegas has said that one individual player at most positions, no matter how good he is, being out is unlikely to change the outcome of the game. And most of the time they're right. Usually it's an accumulation of injuries or when you know, the drop-off at a certain position is so massive. It's not even like this guy is amazing. It's that the dude coming in to replace him is terrible. And that is what can change the game. So you see that at corner sometimes where, you know, the drop-off between a good guy and the guy who's now number three, four, five on the depth chart is catastrophic. And that's the problem. But there are individual matchups in the trenches that are so one-sided that it can change games. And it's not necessarily that you can predict them, but when they happen – it's clear i mean the vikings were on the receiving end of one last year when dexter lawrence in the playoffs basically decided i'm going to stop you winning this game on yes. my own and you can't block me there's nothing you can do about it and that that really did determine the outcome of that game obviously other things were a factor but dexter lawrence moved the needle in terms of them winning that game or not this is that kind of mismatch. Jalen carter against anybody on the interior of that vikings offensive line has the potential to create that kind of havoc for Minnesota.
0: Nice matchup on the outside, Justin Jefferson. We've got uh, James Bradbury's in concussion protocol, yes? So we'll see a little Justin Jefferson, Darius Slay. Don't know if James Bradbury will be there to play on Thursday night. Um, we didn't see as much two tight ends, as, as many two tight end sets as I expected from the Vikings. I'm curious if they end up getting to that, the TJ Hawkinson, Josh Oliver look. Um, they were still pretty much a, a three-wide receiver type of team. I thought Kirk Cousins played all right, had some weird plays in there, had some you know, good downfield passes. Jordan Jefferson was, un- uh, Justin Jefferson was un- uncoverable in week one uh, in the first half, but then you know, slowed down a little bit in the second half. But like that matchup for the Vikings because Justin Jefferson is still awesome. So I think it's going to come down to Jefferson needs to have an incredible game here. Because I don't like the matchup on either side. I think you've got Game Wrecker on one side for the Eagles on defense on the other side the Eagles did not do did, – they did not play well no. offensively. Now, how much of that was – they were sleepwalking. They were conservative with a big lead that they were handed. They were playing in the rain a little bit early on. They were playing a good Patriots defense. Patriots defense was just fundamentally sound in the run game, and they, they did a really nice job. Minnesota, on the other hand, do they have the defensive front to stop the Eagles' run game, to handle the offensive line like New England did, and then in the secondary – to cover A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. I don't love it for Minnesota. The NFL's here in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is giving you a can't-miss offer for Week 1. This week, new customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And when you just bet... Five bucks on any NFL game. DraftKings is hooking everyone up for some game day greatness. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every single game day this September. Check check the app. you got to go check the app to see what you get. So download now and use code PFF to sign up. New customers can take home $200 in bonus bets instantly just for betting five bucks. That's code PFF only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply.
1: It's interesting, the Eagles performance. So you see, you know, week one power rankings come out, right? And it's it's overreaction season. So everyone goes, oh, wow, look at this. After week one, you know, random team with a win. Like Dallas goes up to
0: number two or one. Did you see my power rankings? I didn't. No. I put, because this is how people do power rankings. Yeah. I'm just, I'm going to add some flavor to what you're saying. All the one and O teams. 16 teams are tied. Okay. for first. Oh, first it's, tied, yep. and seventeen teams or sixteen teams are tied for seventeenth yeah. at zero and one. Okay, because that's pretty much how people do their power rankings. Yeah, did you win? You go to the top. Right. Oh, you lost, but you're the Chiefs. Oh, I think we'll drop you to five. We'll drop you to five.
1: Right, but, you, but usually there's a sort of huge swing of instant reaction. Like Dallas shoots up the number one or two on power rankings, right? Um, and and it was all those sort of the the fields teams dallas goes to number one san francisco goes to number two like dominant week one performances um people didn't drop philadelphia so i saw power rankings from somebody where the top three teams were in the nfc which is obviously not what you expect heading into a season where the narrative is ah the afc is incredible the nfc sucks um but and it was san francisco dominant week one win dallas dominant week one win And then Philadelphia, who, like, stumbled over the line against the Patriots, having built a 16-0 lead early in the game. um, People didn't ding them for that rough outing. I don't know if it's just because they won or because it's like, you know, we give them some credit in the bank because they made the Super Bowl last year, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I think that week one performance will put some pressure on them, even if it's only internal to show up against Minnesota and prove that they are
0: a dominant team and that, like, you know, things are still well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's many reasons not to overreact to Week 1. Like, you shouldn't drop the Eagles that far. There's, there's many reasons not to overreact to Week 1. Here's a few of them. Small sample sizes, obviously. It's only one game. Matchups, right? You had a very specific matchup in Week 1, and Week 2 will be very different. And then just home field advantage generally i think the biggest mistakes people make i say this every single year is when the home team looks great in week one and then they go on the road in week two and it's like it's a little different right or and vice versa so the eagles get to go home again in a good matchup against minnesota where they have some serious advantages with their receivers against minnesota's cornerbacks with with the eagles defensive line against the vikings pass blockers i mean there's a lot of advantages here. That's why the Eagles are favored by seven. So, where are you lean in here? You get the you get the Vikings who play a lot of close games.
1: Mm. Other interesting or not interesting, notable I guess injury concerns. You talked about James Bradbury uh, questionable with the concussion. Nicobe Dean's going to be out. Like, he had a Liz Frank injury in his foot that's going to put him out for a while. Bummer for him. He looked, I think, pretty good at linebacker. I also wonder if the Eagles' run game performance in week one is going to change how they see that backfield. Um, Rashad Penny was a healthy scratch week one. I don't think that that's smart. I don't know if they want to do that again week two, but we'll see.
0: Um, Was it week two, by the way? Was it Monday Night Football week two last year these teams played when Kirk Cousins kept throwing the ball to Darius Slay? I wouldn't do that if I was Kirk Cousins. Yeah. I would
1: I would specifically avoid doing
0: that. Last fact. time these teams played, Minnesota, Philadelphia absolutely handed it to them. And again, that doesn't always matter for the matchup, but it's just it's something to remember. Yeah.
1: And you know, short week. So any of these sort of injuries coming out of week 1 are potentially bigger problems. Like Christian Darius with an ankle injury. Yeah. You don't have a lot of time to get that ready, and there's a pretty good pass rush coming your way. That could be an issue. 7 points is a lot. I still feel like the Eagles might be worth it though. Um I don't know I have big questions about this Minnesota team heading into the season generally but week one didn't do
0: anything to remove those they also they lost to the box who we didn't think were that good going in they right. might be better than we thought but there's a chance that that was a matchup of you know by the way a you didn't
1: you, you didn't update the people you went eight and eight in your. Uh, oh and our, our week one we both picks. did in fact but you specifically is notable because you very much didn't go eight and eight
0: most of last year I didn't get my eighth win till week eight last year, right something like that